Chalmers. Welcome to another podcast with the uh, Wellness Insights with Dr. Chalmers. So, a lot of people have been asking me, what is the what is the website we're building? What is the pillars of wellness? What, what exactly is the whole goal here? The goal is to change the way that we practice healthcare, not medicine, but healthcare around the world. The idea that Western medicine isn't what it needs to be, I, I don't. I don't really agree with. Western medicine was designed and built for something very specific uh, for needs we had at the time. So think back when we started building what is now the medical complex 100, 150 years ago. The major problem we had was if you got cut, if you got in a car wreck, if you fell off a building, if you, you know, fell down, you would die because nobody could fix you. So we were in a position where we were like, oh my gosh, we need to really work on trauma. We need to work on emergency function. We're, we're really worried about, you know, one small thing killing us. Uh, and so we started developing surgical techniques and drugs and procedures and all sorts of things to help take care of people in an emergency situation. And man, we crushed it. Like there's nowhere else in the world you wanna be if something bad happens. Like if you get in a car wreck or get shot or stabbed or have a heart attack or have a stroke or fall off a building or, fall down, slip on ice, man, Western medicine is spectacular. There is no better function, there's no better place to be than in a Western medicine hospital if you broke your leg. I can attest to this. I've been in several car wrecks, one of which I broke my left foot, my left femur, my left shoulder, shadow mark with my face, and I would have died. I would be dead right now had I not had a helicopter fly me to Parkland where they could literally put me all back together. I have a screw in my foot, I have a pin in my knee, I have a titanium rod that runs the length of my left femur, I have a pin in my hip, you know. I was able to go home a couple days later with something that would have easily killed me 30, 40 years ago. So, Western medicine is spectacular. And you know, some of the drugs we have are unbelievable. You know, antibiotics, and to a, to a good extent, vaccines, have saved millions of lives. And they're doing phenomenal things today. So I'm not trying to say that that's bad and we should abandon it. We should by no means abandon that. But what we do need to do is recognize that we have new needs now. You know, worrying about, you know, cutting ourselves a little bit, you know, working here or there and it getting infected and us getting septic and us dying aren't really big worries we have anymore because we fixed those problems. But because we fixed those problems and we now are living longer, we're starting to recognize that our quality of life is not really where it needs to be. And the problem we're getting into is we decided to go back to the guys who we went to, we created a system for emergency function and said, why don't you guys do stuff to make our lives better? Well, the problem is, is that that's not really what we designed that system for, so it's not really what that system does. So if we want something new, we're gonna have to build something new. Again, nothing against the other side, it's just we need something new. I, I always use the example of, you know, Ferrari. You know, Ferraris are amazing. They're, they're, they're beautiful, they're, these, they're spectacular from an engineering standpoint. They're kind of the very best we have in a lot of different areas. They're expensive, they're all sorts of awesome. But they're awesome on a track, or on like the, the Dallas North Tollway, they're great. But if you wanna go through the woods and take five people and tow a boat, Ferrari's not really the vehicle that you should choose. You need something different. And so that's basically the whole premise of why we built all of these things. So again, Western Medicine is fantastic. 
it just isn't the tool we need for the job now. And that's why we're starting to kind of develop the pillars of wellness. The pillars of wellness is something that your doctor doesn't really do. You do this, you take the control, you decide to be the better person, you decide that you want a higher end quality of life. And the reason you have to take control is no one else knows what your goals are. People ask me all the time, well, how should I work out? Well, that depends on what your goals are. Do you want to get really big? Do you want to get ripped? Do you want to get like, what, what do you want? What are your goals? Do you want to be really strong? You want to look good? Like what, what's, what all do we want? You have to answer that question. And then you kind of have to walk down that road. People say, what's the best diet? Well, that depends entirely on the person. You know, what's their somatotype? What's their dosha? What's their blood type? What do they want to eat? You know, there's a lot of things that play into this that, you know, you can't just stand up tall up to, up on, the, on the, you know, ivory tower and be like, everyone should eat this and everyone should work out like that and that will fix everything. No, that doesn't work. We've, we've tried this for 20 or 30 years, you know, telling everybody to eat carbs and telling everybody not to eat carbs and telling everybody to eat sugar and telling everybody not to eat sugar. And it's like, well, it works for some, it doesn't work for others. We don't know how to do this. No, we know how to do it. We just need to tell people, you need to take control. You need to figure out what's going on. So that's kind of what the pillars is all about. So the first pillar of the biomechanical pillar is how our body functions and how our body moves. So in this pillar, we're going to talk about things like, you know, neurologic tone or, you know, posture. We're going to talk about plantar fasciitis and carpal tunnel. We're going to talk about scoliosis and shoulder issues and why we get them. And, you know, why a lot of the problems that we have with headaches and sinus issues and jaw issues and, you know, eye problems and things like that come from staring at computer screens and laptops and cell phones all the day long and ch literally changing the way the muscles hold the body. And so there's things like that that we get into. If you want, you know, to get stronger, if you want to look better, if you want to, you know, do those sort of things, the physical function or how we move our body and the ways we choose to move our body is extremely important for that piece. Now, anybody who's done any body modifications from a natural standpoint, like a bodybuilding or your diet or anything, learns real quickly that you can't get the physical body, the muscles and all those things to do what you want unless you start feeding them properly. And so that brings in the biochemical or the chemistry component of the pillars where you have to understand, okay, you know, what is your somatotype? What type of macro set do you really need? How many calories do you need? How are your hormones? How are your supplements? How's your stress? How's all those things affecting you? And so those chemistry, that chemistry is really kind of focused on things you need. And we can guide you through those things pretty easily at a high level, and then we can start boiling it down as we go. But the more you learn about chemistry, the more you learn how critical psychology or the neurology function affects that. For instance, if you have a lot of stress, whether it's good stress or bad stress, your body's not going to produce any testosterone because higher stress, lower testosterone, that's just always how it is. So if you don't have a lot of testosterone, we're gonna have bone density issues, we're gonna have metabolism issues, sexual function issues, you know, anxiety, depression, mental clarity, um, heart issues, blood vessel issues, ligament tendon, like all kinds of things, because you're not gonna heal. Testosterone's your healing hormone. So if you don't have that, and then you shift into what's called a, a sympathetic nervous system, well now your body can't digest its food very well. So now all those chemicals we just learned about that we need, the testosterone and all those, you know, vitamins and minerals and, you know, nutrients that we need, we're not going to digest them and then we're not going to absorb them. So our body cannot be healthy. 
So we have to look at the psychological function and make sure that we're, we're dealing with our stress well, that we're, we're calming through everything, that we're getting our mind right, and that everything's functioning through. Or if you're like, look, I've got two kids and a husband or a wife, and I've got this job, and my stress ain't going away. Cool. How do we balance that? Testosterone is a great example, B vitamins, specifically methylated B vitamins. You know, all these things are super duper important. And so we have to factor those in and maybe raise the chemistry or change the chemistry we're gonna give the body if we're in a sympathetic state or we're stressed out all the time. Now, once you start rolling all those together, once you start figuring out, there's one more thing. And I'll give you an example from a story of somebody who came in, was working with this guy for quite a while and he's doing really, really well. Lost a bunch of fat, gained some muscles, feeling great. Uh, all this chemistry got reset. You know, we figured out some ways to kind of set his psychology so everything we get better. And this guy's doing great. He's in my office one day, and I can tell that something's bothering him. You know, when you look at somebody, you can tell they're like working on something in their head, but they haven't said anything. And I'm like, hey man, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I was like, no, come on, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, my life is great, I make more money than I really should be allowed to, my family's amazing, everything's going great, but I don't know. There's just something missing. And so I asked the guy, oh, what are you doing to give back? He goes, man, I give $20,000 to my church every month. And I was like, well, that doesn't really count. I was like, $20,000 is a whole lot of money, but it's not a whole lot of money to you. Plus, you can give that check and hand it off in 10 seconds and you're done. Like, what are you doing to really help? I said, look, you're a great businessman. You've got a fantastic relationship. Why don't you go back to your church and see if you can help people get better at that? Because you can give them advice and life, you know, life lessons that will really, really help them, you know, become better people. And he's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and go try it out. So I don't see this guy for a couple months and he comes back in and, he, and he's like, hey man, I took your advice. I'm going to sell my business. And I was like, well, hold on. I, what? Like, I never told you to sell your business. And he was like, no, I know. He was like, but I went back to my church and I asked if I could start helping out and I taught a class and I taught another and I did a smaller group and I got so fulfilled from that, from helping these people out and seeing the change and everybody around me, that that's all I want to do now. So, you know, I'm going to sell my business to, to, to my partners and I'm going to come out and all I'm going to do is mentor and teach and, you know, try to help people get better in life. And, and that was the piece. That's the thing. That's the spiritual piece. How do we deal with our relationships? How do we deal with the people around us? What are we gonna leave behind? What is our legacy going to be? Lots and lots of people, regardless of what anybody believes, once you get a lot of money, you don't really care. You get there and you're like, man, this was a goal to make a bunch of money. Now that I'm here, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I'm not getting the results internally I thought I was gonna get. Then they start giving back. They start, you know, helping people. They start being generous. They start doing those things. And they really feel like, ah, this was the scratch I was trying to itch. I always thought that I needed more money, but once I got enough money to fulfill my, my needs, I didn't really care anymore. But I still felt like I needed to do something. That hole, that, that, that needing to help, that's the spiritual pillar. It's not really, you know, Christianity or Buddhism or Islam or anything like that. It's the way that we interact with the people around us and the way that that feeds us both spiritually, energetically, however you want to put it, but that piece is very, very important. I wanted to make sure that we at least identified and addressed it. That is something that we're going to need to do. So as we go along through life, we want to make sure that we give back. Um, and this is a personal thing, so take this however you want. I believe that on Judgment Day, we're going to be asked, what did you do to give back? 
Did you take more from the universe or did you give more back? And in my opinion, the answer needs to be, I gave more back. So if you make a million dollars in financial function, you need to give at least a million dollars back to the people. You don't have to be dollars. You can give your time, you can give whatever it is, but you have to kind of help the people around you. You have to make a, an impact on the people around you. So that's really the, the, the spiritual pillar. So, you know, it goes through everything, every part of our lives on how are you going to be really the best person you can be. So, you know, working on your body physically, making sure you can move, making sure you're strong enough to function, making sure you're not gonna get injured. You're making sure your chemistry is right. You're eating the right foods for you. You're taking the right hormones for you. You're getting your stuff in line. Psychologically, you know, you're calm. You're being able to deal with the things that are going on, or at least you're balancing some of the things that are going on. The psychology is super duper important, and it's very, very high on your actual hierarchy of needs. So we gotta make sure that one's good. And when those things are all taken care of, we really should start focusing on how are we gonna make the universe, how are we gonna make this world, however you wanna put it, how are we gonna make this a more positive place? How am I gonna make a positive impact on those around me, you know, is hopefully for the longest period of time or your legacy piece, your spiritual piece. So that's kind of what the pillars of wellness is. And so that's what we're trying to help foster and grow. So if that's something that you like, you know what? I do want to start taking control of my healthcare. I do want to start kind of taking control of my life. That is something that I want to make, you know, functional for me. Then follow the Wellness Insights of Pillars of Wellness. You know, when we put the website out, you know, we'll send the emails out. So make sure we guys, we have all your guys' emails. And so we can start growing this and building this together. So if you guys have any questions, questions at chalmerswellness.com and we'll get it all knocked out. Thanks.